Hello, welcome to the very first episode of Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. I'm Parks Miller. And you might recognize us as the voices of Podcast 99, your number one source for all things Woodstock 99. We've been talking about doing this show for a long time because we've been stuck on one single topic for so long that we wanted to kind of get our feet wet in some other topics. It's true. We've got a lot of uh, other unsavory or oft-forgotten topics to plunder yes uh, ad nauseum <laughs> with information that you just didn't know even existed right so at just right off the top what is a culture dump why do we call the show a culture dump well when we were doing all of our woodstock 99 research you know there were so many things about it that are like these forgotten little time capsules of 1999 culture and throughout history there are these moments that were such a huge sensation when they came out especially in the pop culture ethos then just out of nowhere disappear or fall out of favor either through scandal or through failure or just disinterest uh you know or, or lack of interest in anymore so a culture dump you know is basically imagine it like food where us as a society eat it up and then dump it out <laughs> yeah that's true and um yeah but maybe it's like um you know double bacon cheese fries or like a hamburger with donuts for a bun Right. Right. It's like you want to you want to go there and it's going to be popular. A lot of people want to eat it. But and then, then afterwards, it. you're just like, what the fuck did I eat? You know? Yes. Yeah. I feel like I just ate a cheeseburger with donut buns. I right. feel like shit. And right. then and then we forget about it, much like the cronut, mm -hmm. uh, which I, I somehow find myself bringing up all the time. But yes, you know, it, it, again, it's these are things that society as a whole especially in america we focus a lot on on north american stuff uh just because that's what we have the most experience with but it's, it's things that we just couldn't get enough of and now wouldn't want them for free right so it's like it's outrageous or maybe it's uh cringy or controversial i think often these culture dumps are going to have like a a pretty big stigma attached to them and that's probably a part of why they were popular in the first place uh so we're definitely going to touch on a bunch of, you know, subjects that they might just be, yeah, controversial or like it I runs said, the gamut. It could yeah. be something like, you know, as small as a limited edition cheeseburger right. or perhaps a toy that was very popular. Or in today's episode, uh, we are doing a, an, a huge event uh, just because, you know, we, we love our huge events gone wrong. And not that this was such, you know, a, a screaming for the hills tragedy. It was just kind of an overall blundering failure that has been completely forgotten and we are of course talking about hands across america in 2020 it is really hard to imagine a time when millions of people were encouraged to line up and hold hands spanning the entire continent of north america essentially and it's it's interesting because with that much participation you would think that this was would be a long lasting event in in the memory of americans and it's really not i mean if you were around during the time then you'd remember it but most people born you know at say after the year it happened really don't remember it that that well you might find a t-shirt at a thrift store or something and then of course it was featured in the film us right it was referenced uh in the the movie as uh, and you know spoiler in terms of it but 
we don't have to get into the movie itself. It's just kind of well, which we can't because I haven't seen it. Right, right. <laughs> I, well, I just know this. <laughs> I, I know that that's a pivotal part of the movie. I mean, I'm sure you know it's been out for a couple of years now. So people have seen it a lot, and I mean, you know, it's basically kind of like the big twist ending of the movie. Um, and it's put into this like horror context uh, through Jordan Peele's, you know, direction. Yes. But uh, and again, it's kind of like a throwback, and I would guess that. Uh, Peel is of the age where he remembered it as a child, and probably that had a lot to do with him including it in the movie. So, again, like, yeah, if you're of a certain generation, you're absolutely going to remember it. Um, but even for us, it's it's kind of that Woodstock thing where it's like, well, why do we even give a shit about it? You know, right. I have no reason to remember it. Yes, yes. And, and you know what? Neither do a lot of other people. No, you know, Hands Across America is a culture dump, and that is why. Right. Because you could not get away from it when it was being advertised, and once it was done, people couldn't be more stoked that it was over with. Right. And and so, and kind of going back to, like, what a culture dump is, and, uh, for instance, people probably remember, like, Live Aid and, you know, or Live 8, the, like, 2008 redo of it, or We Are the World. So these are these big, like, cele- celebrity, you know, charity mega singles. And while we will be talking about We Are the World – or Farm Aid or Live Aid in this episode, those are not culture dumps. Even if you can see a lot of silly stuff and you can watch the We Are the World video and you see it's kind of goofy and it seems like a thing, it's just that that is not a culture dump, but Hands Across America is. Is, right. So. It's the way that it's looked back on that, that really makes it a dump. You right. know what I mean? Uh, and so we'll get into the history of it here now. So, Hands Across America took place on May 25th, 1986, which was Memorial Day weekend. It had approximately 5 to 6.5 million participants, many of whom donated about 10 to $35 in order to reserve a place in the chain. It's unclear how many volunteers helped make this happen, but the number is estimated in the hundreds of thousands, along with millions of dollars worth of transportation, provisions, and coordination. Right. So, right off the bat, I want to say, you know, 6.5 million participants is good yes considering but the goal here is for everyone to put is for everyone in the country to hold hands it's really ambitious yes and uh, also it's I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. There's so, there's so many facets to, to this deal here. Uh, the actual employed team, though, of Hands Across America was made up of about 400 people. It started at about 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and lasted for 15 minutes. Now, 15 minutes is a long time to hold someone's hand unless you're, like, on a date in, like, seventh grade. <laughs> like, seriously. And this was a family affair. You know, it was, it was very patriotic. It was very wholesome. It was Hands Across America. Imagine right now, you folks at home, Imagine holding your dad's hand for 15 minutes. Imagine holding your mom's hand for 15 minutes. In the just just standing there in well, May. 15 minutes. And now imagine doing it in the middle of nowhere with cameras panning over you. Yes. Again, I'm just picturing like I my dad and I, if we held hands for 20 seconds, we would start laughing. <laughs> you know, and be like, ooh. <laughs> right, right. You know, but uh it it's it's still it's Again, it, that, that's just one of these things about Hands Across America where it's just like 15 minutes is a long-ass time. You couldn't just be like, okay, is everyone holding hands? Great, we did it. But like 15 minutes, not even five minutes. So anyways, Ken Cragen was the main organizer. His background in the music industry uh, comes most notably from the fact that he was the manager of Lionel Richie and Kenny Rogers, both of whom participated in the We Are the World song, you know, the USA for Africa deal. Uh, and USA for Africa was kind of the, the charitable company that – created 
We Are the World. We Are the World was kind of the soundtrack for this thing, USA for Africa. And We Are the World was the cornerstone of the USA for Africa movement. It raised $63 million to help end hunger in Africa, while Hands Across America raised approximately $34 million. But after paying the cost of organizing it and, you know, having to take care of everything that, that they had to take care of, only $15 million was donated to charities. But the projected amount that they were expecting to make was somewhere in the ballpark of 50 to $100 million. So not only did they fall incredibly short of their goal, but the money that they did make, about half of it actually went to what they were raising it for. In my opinion, that already is a failure. True. And uh, and again, also the other, you know, the big famous event of that time. Well, the 80s in general, like we are the world kind of sparked this whole trend of having these like big, like feel good, bombastic, celebrity driven, like we can all get behind this. We're all going to kind of help the world out. And so there, this right. was, this was very much like an incredibly eighties trend. And I mean, it has still a lasting effect in terms of, I mean, just during, uh, you know, the COVID cycle, you know, you had, uh, what Gal Gadot, uh, from, Wonder Woman doing the, the right. Imagine thing where it's like let's get the celebrities together and we're and we're gonna help because our presence like is gonna make Alone, people f- yes. you know feel good and now um, obviously that kind of got a ton of backlash um, it, things are very different now uh, you know definitely with social media kind of yeah, tearing you, you away at a, like a celebrity persona uh, this is this is a very different time it, it was much more novel so. You know, the power of celebrity in that way just didn't have that curtain removed. And so just seeing the the image of all these people getting together, I mean, it seems like a good idea, right? Right. Well, and also there's the idea that like, oh, like because they they called them celebrity ambassadors. So like each stop on Hands Across America or each like main hub where they would connect and there would be like the little like volunteer centers and stuff would have a celebrity ambassador. And the idea was like, hey, I might be put next to this person. Not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you you thought that, hey, maybe I'm going to get to hold, you know, Bob Seger's hand for 15 minutes. Right. (laughs) Or, Or if not, like then, you know, hundreds of miles away, you know, you are involved in the same thing that these celebrities are doing and i mean even the president president reagan yes so i mean if it's like the six degrees of separation you're like i don't know seven thousand hand holds separation from the president (laughs) you know if you believe in the energy right then you're 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 holding hands with the celebrities too with everyone yes and you know it's funny that you said that this was such like this is kind of like the uh, pinnacle of 80s kind of feel-good culture because the Washington Post actually called Hands Across America the most 80s thing to happen in the 80s. Right, right. Which, which is, you know, true. And there's a lot of reasons for, for these kinds of, you know, events that were happening, especially when, like, Hands Across America. See, USA for Africa, where this all kind of came out of, was really, you know, I mean, it's in the name. It was aimed towards helping Africa, whereas Hands Across America was aimed to help homelessness and child hunger in America. Right. So it had this huge patriotic push behind it and in the 1980s there was this clear rise of this new conservatism and the christian right the resurgence of the good old american values coupled with the long-awaited economic boom ushered in a new era of american patriotism and as a result we saw several events campaigns and publicity stunts aimed at bringing everyone together to quite literally hold hands and sing but things were not as great as the president at the time would have you believe as drug use aids civil unrest and urban decay began to mount so that's kind of setting the stage where, you know, Reagan is trying to put this plastic smile on, on the face of America and everyone's kind of seeing through it. Reagan had this, you know, 
great counterculture backlash against him, you know. Of with, course, it, yeah. And, Nan you know, Nancy Reagan, the war on drugs. Yeah. I mean, and this stuff can be covered. Um, you've, you're familiar with it now, especially. Um, but, yeah, he, and when you look back on it, at least cultural, culturally, like regardless of your opinion of it, I mean, Reagan was – a pretty successful president, I would say. I mean, it, yeah, I, mean, I see like what he wanted to do. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. No, but in, yeah, in t well, not in terms of say your opinion of society or how it affect was affected, but him as a president and kind of like getting his message across and being seen as like a memorable president, even if it was for the you know for these right, right. conservative values, he was very good at conveying that message. Um, I mean, I still see like Reagan, you know, Reagan Bush 84 bumper stickers. And I know, oh, I know yeah, that's totally. a joke, but like. But it's on like a 2006 car. Right. Because right. <laughs> I mean, and especially like the the newer right, I think kind of you could argue that, you know, the make America great again. While it's talking about Reagan. Right. And now people say it's about the 50s or, you know, it can be subjected yeah, to whenever. I, I think you, it came from Reagan. Right. But that's a that's yeah. a big one. Um, for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's kind of setting the stage. And, you know, you had two schools of thought on, like, Hands Across America. You had – and it, it all breaks down kind of politically. You had the left side that saw it as a very kind of peaceful, like, let's all get together to kind of show our support for one another. Yeah, and, charity. And, yeah, um, yeah, and, and you know, help charity and, and human you know – resources yeah, and let, like let, stuff let, like that. And the celebrities are thinking, let's throw our image at something like this to, to help, you know, people and blah, blah, blah. Because Reagan was notoriously, you know, ignoring a lot of inner city problems right. and stuff. Whereas – you had the right side of things and they were thinking well this is just us showing how awesome america is and how nice americans right. are to each other there you was know? that and it didn't like the charity thing was inconsequential to them right you know and i think and this is kind of what you're saying but we were watching that video and like the quote like from the the announcer was sort of like yeah the left saw it as a, a way to use their charity services to good but then i think the quote was like the right saw it as um the triumph of like the public the private sector right um, yeah. like which is great because and i mean you see that you see that again uh with trump and covid where he got like see he like he had that big press conference what was it in like april where he had um cvs and right target and like all the ceos of these big companies and like we've got the private sector they're gonna help us you know overcome this so it's just funny that that language is you know being echoed in this we are yeah, the world completely. thing like, and again it, wait, wait to sorry, link it up hands across america yeah. because because the whole thing with, with hands across america and the reason why we picked it for our very first dump is because it's just so out of our like peripheral right now to, to be able to hold hands <laughs> you know like let alone you know be, be around more than 10 people at once you know i mean we're in los angeles right now the place is completely still shut down and it's you know it's nothing but stay inside don't get near each other and but the country is kind of coming together at, at home in this weird way where it's like let's band together against this awful thing that's happening and if we all wear a mask and we all follow these rules we can get through it hands across america was kind of the opposite where it's like if we all come together and actually hold hands and right. talk to each other and see each other yeah. then we can all get through it and it's kind of interesting this yeah, dichotomy yeah it, it kind of has that um sort of that what is it the the idea of like oh if we could just sit down and have a beer yeah and, and we could just hash all our problems out it kind of has bury that, the hatchet right you know? right just, that's that's kind of an down. underlying theme here you know? yes 
So let's get into the history of it real quick. The concept for Hands Across America was created by the advertising executive Jeffrey Nightingale, who worked with Cragen on We Are the World. He suggested it would be a good idea to make a chain of people across the country. This was not the first time this was attempted, however. In 1976, a man named Marvin Rosenblum attempted the feat, but it ended up being only a 10-mile chain of people outside of Chicago. He promoted this event as Hands Across America, but his copyright on the name expired in 1977, so he was not given nor due any credit legally. And that's American as fuck right there. Absolutely, yeah. Hands <laughs> hands Across America, hands in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah, just reaching, just grabbing your ideas and you know, getting the president involved. So the estimated cost of promoting and organizing such an event was upwards of $16 million, with the liability insurance alone coming in at $3 million. In order to recoup some of these costs, they sought out corporate sponsorships because nothing says charity and positivity like corporate sponsorships. <laughs> so the biggest of the two were Coca-Cola and Citibank, who together donated $8 million. And another one of the biggest sponsors was McDonald's, who advertised their event on placemats. So any McDonald's you went in for that year leading up to the event, you would see Hands Across America ads. But it was all over the place anyways. I mean, it was gigantic. And besides corporate sponsors, participants were encouraged to donate money to reserve a place in the chain or even sponsor a section of the line, which would pay for like water or food or, you know, whatever, you know, the porta potties that they had. You know, apparently, you know, one of the organizers said that they thought that they had the most porta potties rented for any event ever, which could be true. I mean, you're talking about a countrywide event here. But Prince, for instance, he purchased a mile of the chain for $13,200, and about half of the chain was paid for by individual sponsors or corporations. So, again, I'm not sure how they exactly divvied up the money to go into sponsoring a chain, but, like, you know that Prince was like, this is my fucking, this is my chain. This is yeah. my mile. <laughs> it's right. the purple mile. <laughs> yeah, that would be the coolest mile, I think, so far. Um yeah, that's, uh, you know, was that in Minneapolis or no? It, it goes kind of... I don't I don't know where, where his was. I mean, the, the thing was, a lot of different celebrity sponsor chains, but then also, yeah, you would reserve a space. And the organization of this whole thing just had to be a nightmare. Right. You know? But the total, because the total length of the chain was 4,125 miles long, and it needed an estimated 4,924,000 people to complete it. Now, while the numbers as far as spaces reserved and donations show that there was approximately 5 to 6.5 million people, there were huge, significant breaks in the chain in several sections. One of the worst was in Arizona, where only 109 people showed up to a section that was supposed to have been made up of 1,320. Right. I mean, I'm looking at this map of it. Which, like, what the fuck, Arizona? I, well, no, but at the same time, that's just, that's what's funny. You want America, you're going to get America. It's a massive <laughs> fucking country. Like, I'm looking here, it's like, I mean, New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, D.C. You know, these places are pretty close together, even even in, like, the Midwest with, like, Chicago, St. Louis. You know, all that is pretty scrunched together. I mean, seriously, this map I'm looking at, like, half of the locations are just in the, you know, the eastern third. Yeah, and then once really, you start yeah. getting to, like, Texas... New Mexico, Arizona, these are just, it's the desert, yes, you know? and it's May. Yeah, it's these are huge pieces of land so, that you got to cover. But the empty spaces that they had in a lot of these places, especially in Arizona, which, you know, most famously had, had the shortest, you know, the, the, the biggest undercut of people, uh, the empty space was filled with streamers, banners, and even cattle. And in Indiana, they were expecting 400,000 people to show up, but just a little more than half showed up. 
So when you're when you're thinking of a chain, I mean, people for the most part are the same size. You know what I mean? Like if you're lining them all up, like you know, one one person being fatter than the other isn't necessarily gonna you know <laughs> fuck up like the the, right. the distance. There's too many people for like those little details to even matter. So yeah, if half the people show up, you are fucked. Like no, there's like, like what are you gonna do? Yeah. So I I would honestly prefer to hold hands with a cow. Yeah. Like if I was in Arizona and I got stuck next to a cow, I'd be like, this is like the greatest day of my life. But what if it's like 15 minutes and the cow just starts shitting? I'd be like, hey, like <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would remember that, and I'd be like, remember, mom, hands across America when the cow pooped? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and that would be like the thing that we talked about. Uh, so the chain was planned to go through only 16 states, which left a bad taste in the mouth of several of the states left out of the event. 16 out of 50. Dude. Right. I mean. Montana, like North South Dakota, yeah, color, I, that whole section is just completely forgotten. And like I mean, hands they, across America, except for 34 states. Right, right. <laughs> like, and you know, yeah, it's like, well, what about like Alaska but, and Hawaii? But you know, stuff? to their credit, you can't just, I mean, it's already ridiculously ambitious. You can't just suddenly put hands on every single 50 state. I mean, that's just adding so much more exactly. to already a daunting task. Exactly. And also, I mean, there's really no way to see the line at once. It's not like someone could drive across the country in 15 minutes and film the entirety of the line. So you kind of just relied on like different footage to like kind of put it together. And yeah, they started realizing that there was these big breaks in the line and, and all that. But they did, you know, they had a couple good shots, you know, the helicopter shots. If you got a, yeah, yeah. a nice picturesque hill, maybe in yes. uh, Missouri or something, and if, if you had enough people to span it and then you get the helicopter shot, I mean, it it, it has the appearance of, like, look at everyone holding hands Everyone's in holding the field, hands. you know. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like, I mean, I, I don't know, it's like, again – it doesn't give the illusion that you're seeing people hold hands across an entire country. Right. A, because they're not. It's only mm-hmm. 16 states. It's, yeah, it's yeah. less than half. But uh, so in the cities where the, you know, in, in the states that were, were left out, there was organized protests that were demanding inclusion and detesting the harm done to their civic pride. Senator Ted Kennedy, for instance, as well as Senator Edward Markey, publicly voiced their disapproval that the chain would not be coming through New England. Yeah, it really stops uh, New York City's as north as it gets. So, you know, you got Maine is out of the loop here. Uh, you know, Florida's out of the loop. I mean, we would have loved to have seen, like, Hands with a Gator. Disney World? Um, yeah, I mean, well, even the— Hands with a Gator? The, the, the South, really. Like, I mean, Georgia, Tennessee, all that. Or, no, I mean, Memphis, is a, they got that. But, you know, the Carolinas. I mean— you know, what What are you going to do? As long do? as you get California and New York, like, I'm sorry, rest of the country, but, like, culturally, like, that's right. kind of so, where it so starts and ju- ends. So now we're just getting back to, like, cultural elitism, and yes. it's, like, kind of like, well, as long as we got, yeah, New York, California, so that's kind of a funny metaphor in itself of just, like, the middle, the, the big ch- yeah. part of America that's forgotten is left out of hands across America. Well, and, yeah, also, it's like, let's do hands across, like, how can we get people to hold hands from California to New York in the smallest way? (laughs) Right. Like, not the most direct way where we just do a line going diagonally across the country. Like, no, let's find the shortest route where we only, we can include as few states as possible to, to make this happen. But, and I understand that too, you know what I mean? Because it's less to keep track of, you know what I mean? And if you can get from point A to point B with less states, then why wouldn't you? But it kind of defeats the purpose of calling it hands across America, you know, with so many people being left out. For instance, Hawaii, they were so upset that, like, that they were not included because they're uh, an island that their, their senator at the time, Daniel K. Inoue, I'm probably mispronouncing that, uh, and actor Tom Selleck organized hands across Hawaii, which sounds like way more of a 
ripping time to me. Yeah, yeah. Much smaller goal. Uh, everyone's probably just hanging out. Drinking and, out of coconuts. Yeah, and then just, like, enjoying the beach after. I mean, th- and that's just funny. It's like Hawaii. Yeah, it's like this island. Yeah, it's like a big luau, <laughs> yeah. as they say there. Uh, so in order to promote such a large-scale event, a song was written and recorded. And it was written and sung by a team of successful New York jingle writers. And the backing music was performed by Toto. Now, the song, while catchy and overplayed, failed to make the impact that was hoped for. The song came off more as a commercial for the event rather than a song in the same vein of We Are the World. Now, Cragen, he had it in his head. Well, you know, We Are the World was, you know, so instrumental in making USA for Africa a success. We need a song, too. But We Are the World was successful because it had every megastar on the planet in it. This has Toto playing the backing track while people that sing, like, the best part of waking up. Like, that's who's singing the songs. Right. It's yeah. Like, it's commercial. But it's like Meow Mix guy I, and Toto. And I mean, and that is such that's such a hugely 80s choice. I mean, you know, people love Toto, but, like, that's also arguably in some ways like a band that is, I won't say a culture dump band. I mean, people remember Toto, no, but well, you I just mean that huge Africa that band, like thing that happened right. like a couple years ago when that song was just everywhere and Weezer covered it and stuff. Yes, but it it's they're so closely associated with the '80s. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Toto is. I mean, we're this will not be the last time you we bring up Toto on. Should this we series. play like a clip of the song? Yeah, well, we'll Let's, do a, we'll do a little clip. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. want to play too much and you know get removed, but. <laughs> Yeah, I just so that to me, I was just telling Ryan like how that it's like '86, and it that sounds like I mean, what was that like the the Team America? Where oh my God! Like yeah, it, yeah, like it sounds like the cliche of just like the robust guy, like we're and gonna every do it. it up because I wanna see my brother. <laughs> and, like, and I'll kiss my daddy goodbye and bring home some flowers for my mother. Like that, that's like how it sounds like everything's about like, and then we'll all hold hands and Michael Jackson's here. Right. Cause it's like the juiced. Well, you know, the eighties had like Schwarzenegger, Stallone, like all these kind of big, like muscly hero Heroes. guys coming Back out. Back when men were men. Right. And so like the vocals sound like, like this dude has like, you know, a, an AR strapped to him. He sounds exactly the way I just sounded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And not not as a hair different. So (laughs) the song Hands Across America was slated to be premiered as part of the halftime show at the 1986 Super Bowl. But Michael Jackson protested this because, in his opinion, it would outshine the song We Are the World. Ooh, celebrity charity uh, ego drama. I know. And, And what Michael Jackson in the 80s, especially what he says goes. So instead, they just showed a commercial for the event rather than having the song played during the halftime thing. Uh, and it was a commercial that featured Amer- uh, Hands Across America co-chairs Lily Tomlin, great, and Bill Cosby. Ooh. That, yeah. <laughs> back, uh... back when Cosby was Cosby. I mean, he was doing all the bad shit that we know he was doing now then, but we didn't know that. He was still Jello guy. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you weren't in a desolate stretch uh, holding hands with Bill Cosby with no one else around. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people around. Yeah, just like, well, that's weird. Like, I got the chain with Bill Cosby, but it's just us two. <laughs> like, <laughs> you better make sure it's uh, like, only 15 know. minutes. <laughs> it just happened that way. Yeah. 
So celebrities, you know, as we've been saying, were a major part of Hands Across America. Everyone from Barbara Streisand to Chewbacca were involved, either by joining the chain in select cities or by being featured in the music video and commercials. This isn't them singing on the song. This is them singing along to the song in the music video. Right. As if Barbara Streisand's, like, in her backyard, just like, Hands Across. Right. I, I, don't, I don't get it. But... Again, 80s celebrity appearances. So the use of celebrity appearances helped raise public support and participation. While some cities were joined by A-list celebrities, other celebrities made do with what they could come up with. So here's a short list of some of the celebrity appearances during Hands Across America. In New York, they had Brooke Shields along with Liza Minnelli, Cardinal John O'Connor, Susan Anton, Gregory Hines, Edward James Olmos, Yoko Ono along with uh, Sean Lennon, and Harry Belafonte. That's great. And Harry Belafonte, he was probably doing the jump in the line thing, and that's like why they had him. Yeah, he's you know great. That, that song. Trenton, New Jersey uh, had Dion Warwick and Tony Danza, Pennsylvania, and in, in, uh, Philly they had Jerry Lewis and Scott Bayo. Baltimore had R2-D2, a.k.a. Kenny Baker, and Emmanuel Lewis. And this was the first break in the chain west of New York, and it was, it was reported to be in Maryland. Uh, Washington, D.C., of course, had President Ronald Reagan at the White House and Speaker of the House Tip O'Neill. And that was on the steps of the Capitol, and that was like, so right. That was like I've the huge image mm-hmm. where it's it's the president and you know Nancy Reagan holding hands with children on the steps of the fucking White House. Right. Uh, in Pittsburgh, they had Fred Rogers, aka Mr. Rogers, and the Pittsburgh Pirates parrot. <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Rogers, that's a good one. That 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 represents uh, that's big. Now in Youngstown, Ohio, they had probably the biggest celebrity of the time, Michael Jackson. Interesting. I wonder why he picked Youngstown to go to. Uh, anyways, I don't know if it has. <laughs> I, oh, oh no. <laughs> Uh, Cleveland, yeah. we had David Copperfield. Columbus, we had Michael J. Fox. And Cincinnati, we had Chewbacca. Ohio was stacked, dude. You got Michael J. Fox, Michael Jackson, Chewbacca, and David Copperfield in that order. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, mm. yeah, so, I mean, also, like, holding hands with Chewbacca, I'd be down with. Uh, I mean, hold- they're repping. I mean, Ohio, Ohio is, like a, is like a big big name Midwest state, you know, they, they, they don't play around. Yeah. So in Indianapolis, there was no reported celebs, but it did occur to rain. And it was also scheduled side by side with the Indy 500, one of the biggest racing events ever. And that got canceled because of the rain. So hands across America was given, you know, all, but again, still half the amount of people showed up probably because half the people were going to go to the Indy 500 and they were just so bummed (laughs) that they stayed home. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but they're standing out in the rain. In Springfield, Illinois, you had 50 Abraham Lincoln impersonators to fill in some <laughs> of the gaps. Uh, that's bizarre. If I was like, if I saw 50 Abraham Lincoln impersonators at one place, you're either at a convention or on acid. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee had 54 Elvis impersonators. That's great. Uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, Governor Bill Clinton, later to be President Bill Clinton, a culture dump in his own right in some senses. Uh, Amarillo, <laughs> Texas, we had Kenny Rogers, Renegade, Lee Greenwood, and Torn Dorsett, and that's at the Texas-New Mexico border. Albuquerque had Don Johnson, sick. Phoenix, Arizona, we got Ed Begley Jr. And then uh, a lot of the desert areas were mostly empty, but they were dotted lightly with, you know, one mile chains of people. They didn't. They weren't trying to get everyone connected through the desert because it was so vicious. But yeah. truck drivers, you know, w- would put their big rids into the gaps and kind of fill <laughs> them in that way. 
Uh, San Bernardino had Bob Seger with Charlene Tilton. That's where I'm at, if, if, I, if I got to pick. Santa Monica, George <laughs> Burns, Jack Youngblood, Dudley Moore, Richard Dreyfuss, and Donna Mills. And Long Beach is where it, it ended. So it starts in New York, makes its way down, ends in Long Beach, California, with Mickey Mouse, Goofy, the Reverend Robert Schuler, Kenny Loggins, Joan Van Ark, John Stamos, Robin Williams, and C-3PO, a.k.a. Anthony Daniels. That's a lot. That's yeah. Well, again, it's yeah. It's really highly stacked in uh, the big cities. Um, and the, there figure. are more, but the, these are the ones that right. we, that we could pull up. I mean, because other people would just show up, like they weren't necessarily part. of I mean, like we said, Prince. You know, he had a, a section. He and, had a and, section, but did he? Did he? Just, I doubt Prince doesn't seem like the kind I, of guy that would stand outside for fifteen minutes holding hands. Yeah, I think that he probably did that. So you know, he's like, I'm covered. Don't say yeah, I'm, I'm covered. I bought a mile of that shit. I don't right, need to be there. Right. I, I'm Prince's name is taking up more space than anybody. Exactly. Well, that is a very Prince thing to do. Is his presence? You know, it's felt whether he's there or not. Yes, to this day. Yeah. So one of the most talked about moments of Hands Across America was when a Hell's Angel was seen holding hands with a group of nuns. We'll post this picture up on our Instagram at Culture Dumps, folks. Right. Because uh, it is such a pandering photo where it's like you know that that probably lasted like two seconds but it is fun you know to see a grizzly old biker holding hands with a bunch of nuns that are laughing like this guy's crazy he right. has tattoos and yeah and like, that, these nuns are crazy they believe in god yeah and, and in the <laughs> 80s like the hell's angels they were still kind of like riding on like you know from the 60s like like a, right. like a badass image right you know? and this guy single-handedly dismantled that <laughs> with, with just two hands, one holding a, the hand of a nun, he completely stripped the Hells Angels' uh, reputation away. So this moment was used as proof that the country had truly been brought together. There were several other moments that seemed to signify the success of the event, like a bus driver who pulled over when he saw a break in the chain and had his passengers fill the gap. Asshole. These people have places to go. Uh, or a prison in New Jersey filled with inmates holding hands in a line. So basically oh, the line man. was coming around to this prison and then it would like stop and, you know, they're not going to let everyone hold hands through a prison. So they made all the inmates hold hands, which is like, I mean, there's nothing wrong for, you know, men to hold hands, show affection, any of that stuff. But in a prison setting in 1986, it must have been so demasculating to make all these men hold hands for 15 minutes. That's like a punishment. Or, or maybe during that fifteen minutes, a lot of things got passed around. Yeah, just like yeah, <laughs> they're, just like, they're like I mean, think about shivs, it. drugs. They're just like, all right, we got fifteen <laughs> minutes to make a big deal. Like, yeah, make a giant chain. How many paper clips got passed between? <laughs> Yeah, cigarettes. It was like a whole economy. It Damn, like maybe Christmas. that was just like a huge deal going on. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's like the one guy on each end are the guys that actually need to make the transaction, so they right. have to pass through everyone. But it's like it also reminds me of like the prison. I think it's uh, it's like Korea, like where they make all the guys dance. You know, they oh, do like the really? thriller and stuff. Like they oh. do like these like massive like prison wide like dance spectacles and like people come to watch. Like just doing stuff like that. But also making prisoners hold hands is like a Sunday school punishment. Where like if you got in a fight with someone, they'd be like, You guys need to stand here and hold hands for fifteen minutes right. <laughs> until you're not mad at each other. Which would just make me way more mad. Uh, also there was uh, groups of kayakers that held hands across a lake to connect the chain. So it's, cool. you know, people were doing what they could, you know, pulling over their buses, making hardworking people get out to hold hands in the middle of nowhere, uh, pulling over their trucks, bringing in cattle, making prisoners hold hands, bringing their kayaks out to span a lake, uh, doing their own thing in Hawaii. It, it's, it's starting to build momentum as it's happening. And it was a thing that a lot of people were getting behind. So it was like a fun kind of block party thing for the whole right. country, but just filled with all these quirky, weird, not quite right 
things <laughs> happening. And despite the overall positive message of the event, many people thought that Ronald Reagan did not belong in the chain because of his lack of action to help poverty-stricken communities. During one interview, he insinuated that some of the homeless and hungry of America are in the position they are in because of their lack of knowledge of charitable resources. And in Detroit, there was a protest against Hands Across America because of the president's participation. They felt it was all an act and that the president could care less about the issues at the core of the event, which was probably true. <laughs> their lack of knowledge of the ability to play the bureaucracy. Yes. It, to to, yeah, to also, access these. Oh, no, they're just homeless because they don't know where the shelter is. Like, like as if you gave them a map, right. like, like, it's just going to fix everything, which yeah, is just such an ignorant it's like they're, they're there. Out. You just got to know how to use it. Yeah. And it's just like, well, maybe they shouldn't have made the choices they make. It's like all those arguments like that, you know, go into, you know, con conservative leaders not caring about, you know, poverty stricken neighborhoods is basically what, what's happening. And that was the whole thing that this charity, the money from Hands Across America was going into American charities to help out the American homeless population, particularly right. children and to end child hunger. But I mean, you got to give it to them, you know, anything that is going to try to be that big, it's going to draw criticism. Oh, so. of course. Yeah, I mean, but can you imagine, like, if Trump did that, like, oh, my God. Like, it, it, the, oh, that, I mean, that would be the break in the chain. Like, it would be, like, everyone holding hands, everyone holding hands, Trump. Everyone holding hands, everyone holding hands. Right. Like, no one's touching that. No, guy. a ton of people would be hold, holding Trump. Oh, hands. yeah, exactly. A ton of people would. Yeah. I mean, and again, that's the thing is, like, Six imagine. teeth between them. Imagine <laughs> trying to do this at any other time. Um, and I mean, especially, you know, COVID, you know, notwithstanding, imagine right. doing it during the Trump presidency, the amount of, uh, shit talking, the amount right. of mudslinging between the, the aisles would, would be immense. You're not going to um, see like, for instance, like at the real hands across America. And also folks, keep in mind a uh, little known fact about hands across America. People still try and do this shit to this day. Yeah, I, I looked it up on Facebook trying to find, like, a remember Hands Across America group to try and get someone on the show? And I just see, like, Hands Across America for Trump. Hands Across America yeah. 2020. Oh, hands yeah. Across America for COVID. Hands Across America for – like, people are still – like, for any cause you can think of, people are still trying to organize Hands Across Americas. Okay. Uh, I think nowadays it's just kind of out of boredom. I know – well, I know that there is the uh, – every year the world's largest flea market, and it's, like, something uh, like 10, 10 or 13 states, you know, but, like – you got a good audience there. So yeah, that was I'm going successful. to that. I'm not holding hands with strangers for 15 no. minutes. I'm going to the flea market to buy people's crap. Right. Uh, so that and that's kind of the, the overall thing. And, and, you know, not to go too political, but Hands Across America did have this kind of political leaning thing. Again, there was protests like acting out against this. You know, that that'd be like um, if people just protested. We are the world, for instance, or Live Aid, you know, because right. it's like, oh, like, why are they giving money to, you know, Africa when we have problems here? Like that'd be it's virtually the same kind of mentality that th there is this negative backlash underneath this overwhelming wave of positivity that was, you know, displayed in the media. But all the while, while this whole thing is happening, another large scale charity event was being held by what some would consider the rival charity Live Aid. Yes, and this was called Sport Aid. Now, Sport Aid was a series of sport competitions and races participated in by both volunteers and celebrities. Now, while the hub of the event was in the UK, countries all around the world participated. There were celebrity and political ambassadors, including Margaret Thatcher and Princess Diana, and there was even an album written and recorded for the event. They also had a song. The song, running all over the world, was recorded by the band Status Quo in order to raise awareness of the event. 
More famously, however, the group Tears for Fears re-recorded their hit Everybody Wants to Rule the World as Everybody Wants to Run the World. A video game was also released titled The Race Against Time, which was considered an absolute commercial failure. Now, the highlight of Sport Aid was the Race Against Time, at, you know, which is what the game was named after. And it took place on May 25th, 1986, and was a 10,000-K you know, marathon, a 10K. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm so out of shape, I don't even know. I, don't, I can't even pronounce 10K. It's, it's, it's two numbers and a letter, and I'm having trouble with it. That's how, that's how fucking fat I am. Well, <laughs> I'm like a 10, huh? After uh, Sport Aid, you know, there was the sequel, uh, Gator Aid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was for Florida. And then Power Aid was a, a weightlifting. Oh, yes. Well, uh, and then charity. also, uh, you know, the, the group Band Aid, uh, you know, came out after that. And then we all got laid. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it was a 10K marathon, received very little press in the United States because it was completely overshadowed by Hands Across America. But it just goes back to this 80s thing we're talking about. Live Aid, We Are the World, Hands Across America. There, it was happening so much that they even stepped on each other's toes and sport aid is lost in time. Because it's a big fad. Yes, it was just, yeah, exactly. It was a fad. It was a positive fad, you know, but but we will do a We Are the World episode in the future, and there are some things with that that are not great, (laughs) that that ended up happening, uh, especially with Live Aid and the money being raised. So the legacy of Hands Across America. While Hands Across America is all but forgotten now, its creator still looks back fondly on what most would consider a failure, both financially and philosophically. In 2019, Cragen told the New York Times, putting 5.5 million people across the country was completely impossible, and we did it without the benefit of the internet. That's one of the most amazing things. The more younger people are aware that we pulled this off, the more likely they may create something that will help pull the country back together. When asked if we thought about trying it again, or if it would even be possible to organize something of that nature in today's age, he said, with this administration, and particularly a leader who wants to divide people, it's hard to find anything that everybody can agree on. With the encouragement of the alt-right and the Nazis and the white supremacists, the chance of the line getting attacked are very real. And... Whether or not that that would actually happen if Hands Across America happened now is, you know, who's to say, but you know that there's definitely a lot of people that wouldn't want to hold hands with each other. I mean, this is true. And I mean, you know, to to stop and think about it for a second, um, I mean, it is we're we're obviously kind of it's a dump and, you know, it, it wasn't totally successful. Um, and, you know, and also it's kind of a fallacy to think like, Times were simpler back then right. um, because things were way more complicated than they seemed. Um, but maybe there is a little bit of something, some truth to that in terms of pre-social media. If, right. if, if, yeah. if you are to believe that that is kind of helping create like these sharper divisions uh, amongst people with different values. Um, and maybe that's part of the cynicism too, is like the fact that, you know, it, for whatever it is, it is forgotten that it's almost like this self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, that, you know, didn't really work the first time. It wouldn't work now. So, like, maybe yeah. – I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, you're, you're, is it naivety or, I mean, is it a different time? Or, you know, he, he was bold. I, I'm, I'm kind of, like, giving some sympathy for the dude – Me too. Giving this attempt at yeah, doing it. it. You know, a culture dump doesn't necessarily mean – it was stupid, right? You know, and it means it's, right. it means it got dumped. And and actually, because when I said at the beginning, like having controversy, that doesn't mean that we're just gonna like we're only gonna cover 
we want to just cover things like the G.G. Allens, where like right. controversy ha- can take many forms. So it doesn't just have to be the most like offensive uh, to your values type of art. I mean, it can be controversial for like a reason like this, which is a little more nuanced and honestly does kind of relate to like a social critique of like how things are going at the time. It can be controversial just because people are like, that's that sounds stupid. Yes, it, it, exactly. And and it is. And, you know, again, the, the reason why we thought that this would be a great, you know, flagship episode was because of just everything that's happening now. And, you know, as of September 2020, it's it's a really right. interesting thought to think of six million people holding hands in unison and coming together. And everyone's, you know, when again, nowadays, you know, you're can't be too near anyone and you're not supposed to touch anything and and all, all that stuff, you know, then. It's it's just it's nice to look back at it at a simpler right. time when when people could hold hands and sing across the entire country with cows and prisoners and people <laughs> on lakes and Mickey Mouse and, and Chewbacca and Bill Cosby and Lily Tomlin right and fucking you know R two D two and Robin Williams I mean fuck you know the, it, it's a, it's a cool thing but no one gives a shit now so that's why it has become a culture dump right right so. With that being said, folks, if you would like exclusive content relating to Culture Dumps or our past show, Podcast 99, please sign up to patreon.com slash culture dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. I'm Parks Miller. And this has been Culture Dumps. When you need-